0: Hey, it's Danny back with another episode of Mental Health Role Models. Once again, I'm not a doctor, I'm not an expert, just a guy who's giving people platforms to talk about mental health. Please, if you or a family member needs help, call a medical professional. oh, hey, what's up? Long time no see. Yeah, I took a week off. Um, there was a lot going on last week. There was the uh, election, so I had a, a hint of the election anxiety like um, everyone. And uh, so I, I kind of wanted to take last week off that, and um, I never really intended this on being a weekly podcast, so I kind of wanted to take a week off, get my head straight, and, and, uh, and then keep keep rolling. Um, with the first five episodes I was just doing, I was in such a groove. So I was like, all right, I got to keep, I got to keep going or I'm going to, I'm going to lose interest. And then, so I, uh, I decided, you know what, I, I need to take a, I need to take a week off, just kind of give myself some time. So, but last week I, um, I wanted to share this, this little anecdote with you guys cause it made me smile, um, so like i always say everyone's kind of a work in progress um i'm a work in progress yeah i have a freaking podcast about mental health but i am a serious work in progress like i have my up to, my up my ups and downs it's it's a it's a fun roller coaster i guess um but so i i had my um yearly checkup at the doctor the other day and um and it was the same doctor that that I first met with a few years ago when I when I really kind of hit rock bottom. And um, she was the one that got me on my on my meds, which helped immensely. Um, but so uh, so I went in, I stepped on the scale, gained a few pounds, whatever it happens, COVID 15 or COVID 19, weight gain, whatever. Um, but then uh, so I, so I went in and did the did, did all the fun stuff, got my blood pressure done and kind of went through the motions and then the doctor came in and and uh she asked the standard questions like hey what's going on What anything new and i was like yeah actually i started a podcast about mental health and and uh i told her what i want to do here is kind of give the voice to give a voice in a platform to people who want to talk about mental health because it needs to be a discussion that needs to happen and she looked at me smiled and said, I don't even know who you are. And I, <laughs> I laughed and she's like, you are a completely different person from the person that walked in my office asking for help a few years ago. And, uh, I, it was, it was kind of cool to hear. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I see a different side of me, like my family sees a different side of me because they see me every day. So it, it, but it was really cool to have somebody who I don't see so often be able to see kind of that and acknowledge that the big steps that I've made over the past few years. And like I said, I'm a work in progress. Like, I'm not – I don't think I'll ever get to 100%. I think I will always be trying to figure out, okay, where do I go from here? So, I mean, it was it was great to hear, and it was it was kind of cool to hear. So – um, just just a reminder like everybody's a work in progress and um, and you you're not you're never gonna find that exact fix in like that exact thing that makes you a hundred percent so just keep working at it because we all are so that brings me to our episode today I have a awesome person named Kimberly Ring Allen. She is a marketing and PR guru. She has her own firm or yeah, her own marketing firm. Yeah, I think that's how to say it. (laughs) Um, She's also an adjunct professor at Suffolk University. Um, And she, uh, she came highly recommended from um, another one of my guests. So I, so I reached out to her and she instantly got back to me and it was like, yes, let's do this thing. So uh, I was really excited to have her on, really insightful, has, an, uh, has a really good story about like, why she wanted to start talking about mental health and how she's, how she's talking to her students about mental health. So without further ado, let's get into that conversation. Hi, everyone. I'm I'm back this week with Kim Ring Allen. Kim, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm excellent. Thank you so much for being on. You uh, came recommended, so I I reached out to you and you instantly got back to me. So I was like, oh, I definitely got to have her on. Um, Well, I'm
1: happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me.
0: So I want to start off with the, the layup question. Why is mental health an important topic for you?
1: Yeah, you know, for me, there's a couple of reasons. You know, one, you know, I grew up, you know, my parents were in the silent generation. And mental health, mental wellness, depression, anxiety, those were things that weren't accepted necessarily. They definitely weren't discussed. Um, so for me growing up and and struggling with those, I never really had the tools to one, identify that they were an issue. I kind of was raised saying, you know, just stop crying, tough it out, you know, get yourself together. Um, And I wish looking back, I had had some of the tools to deal with it or had been able to identify because it might've made some times in my life easier. And now as a professor where I have, you know, any given semester, I have a hundred or so students that are in their late teens to, you know, mostly mid twenties. I see some of the same patterns that I had, and and it's important for me to be able to let them know that these are perfectly normal things and that there are ways that you can deal with them. I just don't want to see anybody um, struggle. And when you're that tied to so many kids, and and they know I call them kids, even though they're adults, but (laughs) you're tied to them, you know, you can't help but look out for them and want them to wake up every day and and have good days and, and you know, know how to have
0: good days. Um, so who or what inspired you to, to start being a voice in mental health?
1: You know, I, I don't know really what did, I think, you know, what really caused me to even identify it was, you know, back, you know, maybe a decade or so ago, um, I was going through some tough financial times and one day I caught myself and I couldn't stop crying. I mean, like mm-hmm. physically I could not stop crying. And the more I would cry, the more it would scare me because I couldn't stop crying. Um, and I had some really, really you know, dark negative thoughts. And my parents who lived in Florida at the time, I kind of had one day just snapped and said something to my mom. She jumped on a plane, she came home, uh, took me to a doctor and that's when the doctor said, you know, you have you know, clinical de- depression, anxiety, And I remember being scared to kind of tell my father that I'd had that diagnosis. And it was interesting because my father at the time had cancer. And when I did, it almost kind of, I think was a relief because maybe he had experienced anxiety and didn't know what it was. So it it was really kind of that that realization in my own family, my sister, my mom, like everybody kind of being like okay, this is real, These this is an issue, you know, we, we don't need to just shake it off. And I think all of us kind of coming together and, you know, just at least admitting it made me kind of want to talk about it more. Um, so really the inspiration was, I guess, kind of my mom and dad, you know, that it was the, the, the transition from, you know, they were raised that you hid your feelings and you, you know, you didn't break down and you did right. that and for them to all of a sudden be like, you know what, this is fine. She's okay. And kind of accepting it and everything. I think it really, that really made me want to help other people.
0: That's awesome. I, lo- I love that. And I, I love that, that if, it always comes back to family. I feel like, and I, I, I have, I have that same thing with my brother. I can always, always, always count on him to, to chat if I, if I'm feeling down. Um, so, so like you said, you're, you have, you have your, um, your marketing agency, you also have your teaching uh, position at Suffolk. Does, does the combination ever take a toll on your mental health, just r- doing both?
1: It does, you know, it's, it's really, really tough, you know, owning your own business is extremely stressful.
0: You yeah, know? I, so I, I can't, I, I can't imagine.
1: Yeah, you know, especially you know in times like this, and you know, for example, when you have a staff that relies on you for their well-being, in terms of money and security, um, but also you know, PR is a very cutthroat kind of fast pace, so it can get super hectic, and um, it's it's difficult to deal with. And then on the flip side, you know, at night teaching at Suffolk, especially now during COVID, and you're seeing, you know, kind of the stress in the students faces and the worry about them getting a job and scared of kind of what the future is going to bring you know it's a lot I feel like you know more so than ever in the last six seven months um it has been hard to you know navigate every day you know sometimes I'm up with anxiety because of the stress and Mm -hmm. the worry and the concern Um, but you know it's 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 something that you, as long as you can acknowledge it, you know, and you can kind of pinpoint it like, okay, I'm having a panic attack or I'm going through anxiety or, and then, you know, kind of work through why it's manageable, but more so, yeah, lately, the stress of kind of the future of the economy, the, you know, the future of my client's business, you know, worrying about whether or not the students are gonna get jobs, it's a lot. It's definitely a lot.
0: So you live in, breathe the world of social media. Um, do you have any advice for people who who depend on social media and, and kind of um, navigating those waters in terms of maintaining their mental health?
1: Yeah, you know, I just had this conversation last week with some of my students as well. Social media by design is meant to connect people and do all of those things, and which is great. But at the same time... The, the algorithms put in place behind it are also, their job is to serve you up certain content. And, you know, when everything's great and happy and dandy and they're serving you up that positive content, that's great. But like, for example, in terms of the election last week where everything was so chaotic, you're being bombarded by messaging that can kind of trigger it even more. Right. So I always say to take a step away from it you know, especially if you already feel yourself sometimes, you know, when you struggle with any kind of anxiety or depression or something like that, it's sometimes difficult to sit in your own skin. And so your natural reaction is to kind of grab your phone and Mm -hmm. start scrolling and looking through. and, And sometimes that's not always the best thing because sometimes the smallest thing can keep feeding it into it. So I always say the best thing that you can do is make sure that you put time aside every day, multiple times a day, every morning, every afternoon, every night, especially before bed, to put your phone down, take a step back, kind of just breathe fresh air, get the sun on your face, move around, get those endorphins going, and it will be better than that ten minutes of doom scrolling, you know, through Twitter or Instagram or something like that.
0: I love that. Um, it's funny. My career is social media. Like I'm, I'm engulfed in it. And a few months ago, I took a break. I, I wiped out my Facebook for a little while and I shut it down. And my, my dad asked me. He's like, "Why, why not just take the app off your phone?" I was like, "I can't." You don't understand, yeah. but I can. So it, it it's actually kind of, it's kind of cool listening to you say that you've got to take your breaks too. But it's,
1: you know, I'm, everybody has that kind of knee jerk reaction, right? Like I got to delete my Facebook. I got to delete my Instagram. <laughs> and that you don't necessarily have to. And sometimes if you just kind of congratulate yourself on the control of just not checking it for a certain period of time, It can kind of give you a positive rush that sometimes you need. Um, You know, I don't know that anybody needs to not have social media altogether because at the same time, social media is a great connector. And sometimes, if you're not feeling like you have support, there's a lot of times that social media can come in handy. You know, I'm up sometimes with anxiety and, you know, I try to sleep, but sometimes reading, the news or anything like that. It just kind of keeps my mind occupied. And what I'm finding is that you're never alone. You know, sometimes I'll tweet out at like two o'clock in the morning that I'm going through anxiety and there'll be like three of, you know, people that I know kind of coming back at me and we'll have conversations and it'll be enough to kind of calm you down a little bit. So I don't know that anybody necessarily needs to completely eliminate it, but, but a little detox now and then is a good thing.
0: I I feel like that's, good in any case, pretty much. Yeah. Um, do you have any advice for people who have depression or anxiety that might not be ready to open up about it?
1: I think, you know, the if you, if you, the most important thing sometimes is, isn't that you have to admit it to somebody else or that you have to, you know, re, you know, get somebody else's opinion on how you're feeling. Sometimes just acknowledging is the right thing first step, you know, sometimes um, when I was young, I would feel panic attacks kind of coming on and I didn't know what to do. And I think in today's generation, with the amount of information that's out there and with, you know, it being so widely accepted, I think if you yourself can, you know, first come to, you know, a conclusion that, you know what, I'm not feeling okay. And I can't seem to control it. So, you know, acknowledging it first kind of then opens up the door where you're you can decide, like, I don't want to feel like this anymore. Mm-hmm. So what can I do myself to stop it? And if you can't stop it yourself, you know, who can I lean on? So I think the first most important thing is it's okay for you to admit yourself that you're not okay. You know, it sounds cliche and we say it all the time, but you're the one who's in charge of your future so if you can acknowledge that it's okay that you're not feeling okay if you can you know break through the clutter and say to yourself I feel sad I feel angry I feel anxious I don't know what's happening like, I think that kind of self-awareness is important before you can even talk to somebody else kind of finding peace within yourself that you're not feeling okay will then kind of present opportunities for you to feel better
0: well, that makes me just want to run through a wall. That's all. <laughs> You you have you have a way with words and inspiring people, Kim.
1: Well, thank you, thank you. That means a lot to me.
0: Uh, thank you so much for coming on, and I hope uh, I hope people are as fired up as I am right now.
1: Anytime, I'm happy to come on again.
0: Appreciate it. All right. Big shout out to uh, Kim Ring for coming on. Uh, you can f- see find her on Twitter at ringprgirl. Um, she's awesome. I very inspirational. Like like I said at the end at the end of our chat, um, her talk about like it's okay to not feel okay and you finding your peace and your self awareness. I mean, like that's awesome advice. I mean, you have that's that's the first step in and making yourself feel better. And then you can find someone who you can lean on. And like I mentioned in, in the, to her in the podcast, um, my brother is kind of that person that I always know I can lean on. I mean, obviously I can lean on my wife too, but I don't want to just dump all my emotions on her while she's trying to figure out, (laughs) navigate like with all the kids and stuff. So I, I, ha- I have my brother, I have my mom, I have my dad, I have my wife. I have people that I can lean on and, and having, after finding my way on my own and admitting that I kind of wasn't happy, it, it, it helped and it, it really did open the doors to having those conversations. So Kim's right. I mean, find uh, find your self-awareness and that's that's the first step for you. So, and that's, that's going to do it for this episode. Really. Um, I, I want to remind you, please, 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 um, leave some reviews, leave some comments. Um, it's, it's really helpful to me. Shoot me a DM or whatever, and, and let me know what you think. Uh, if you have any suggestions for people I want to talk, you want me to talk to, I'm, I'm running out of connections here. I'm, I'm, (laughs) I'm, uh, I'm trying to figure out, I have, I have a few messages out to, out to people. Hopefully, hopefully I hear back soon. Um, but I, I'm, I'm always looking for recommendations if, if you have somebody that I want that you want me to talk to, um, as always, um, I'm saying, um, a lot, I don't know why I'm saying, um, a lot, uh, so the suicide prevention hotline is 1-800-273-8255 um, <laughs> i said it again it, it kind of reminds me of the episode of how i met your mother when they when the college kids are having the drinking game every time Robin says but um now i'm now i'm realizing how much i'm saying um so <laughs> i guess that's uh, my cue to call it quits on this episode and as long as you guys are having are, are listening, I'm gonna keep the conversation going. So I'll I'll uh, talk to you soon. Take care.